0: I'm Andrea Collins, and I'm Shelly Zorn. This is Let's Talk Thomasville, a podcast about storytelling
1: through perspectives of the past, our value of today, and our imagination for tomorrow.
0: Welcome back. So today our guest is Cadence Kidwell from the Fuzzy Goat, and we're real excited to interview her today and hear her story about how she started her business, and I have to say, I have a lot of questions, but first I want to know why the name Fuzzy Goat, Oh, <laughs> where'd that come well, from? Well, thank you
2: guys for just asking me to t- talk about my story, Yeah, like I said, you're going to have to rein me in, because I can <laughs> just go in a million different directions, but we do get asked that question a mm-hmm. lot about mm-hmm. Fuzzy Goat. And we were, we lived in Tallahassee at the time and I had a great job at FSU and we would come and spend our Saturdays in Thomasville. Uh, Liam's especially would yeah, be the main one reason of my we would come here and Rhonda's just been a really great mentor ever since. So we would go, we lived way out in the Eastern part of the County and we would come and go to Metcalf way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so at one point Mike said, well, if you had a yarn shop, what would you name it? And right when he said that, we were passing those goats.
0: Really? Right at that moment.
2: <laughs> and I feel like that was the divine gift that just keeps on giving, because really? the logo and everything that. else comes from that. So
1: when you yeah. passed it and you saw the goats, you said, I'm gonna
2: name it. Fuzzy Goat. I said fuzzy, because fuzzy just sounds funny, and I liked Yarn. it. Yarn. said fuzzy. It's fuzzy. <laughs> he said fuzzy sheep, and I said, no, a lot of them are named after sheep. And then we passed the goats, and I was like, Fuzzy Goat, look at those goats. They're climbing that went up, to- they're up to no good. He's like, yeah, but yarn doesn't come from sheep. I see, yes, it does. Because cashmere, is, is a, it's a goat.
0: Oh. And mohair is also okay. a goat. I didn't know that. So, just learned
1: something new. I didn't there there you know go. that. I did not realize that either. Well, yeah.
0: so that was just meant to be that you yeah. went past the... But people love the name, and I'm going to give a little disclosure here. So my daughter, Madeline, works for for you at the Fuzzy Goat, and what's interesting is like, we will be with family that doesn't live here, or we were in North Carolina one time, and somebody said, so what do you do, and she said, I work at the Fuzzy Goat, and people go, the what, huh, what is that, and so, you know, I said, you might as well just start saying, I'm at a yarn shop, and this is what I do, because... The minute she says fuzzy goat, they laugh yeah. or they're interested, I know, but right. they're like, what is that? What What? What can you do there? You know?
1: So I'm interested in how you got from Tallahassee, you said you were FSU yeah. mm-hmm. to the fuzzy goat. Okay. So how what's that transition look
2: like? Oh, So I was obsessed with my knitting, okay. you know, if you, if you know knitters, they get obsessed. You travel, you go to stores, you doing it all the time. And so I was, I I had a great job at FSU, but I was at that point in my mid fifties and it was like, I got one more big push left in me. You know, what am I going to do? One, you know, what, what's my, and and then in 10 years, what would my retirement look like and all of that? And so I thought I, I'm going to go for it. So I started going to the small business development center in Tallahassee and would get, Coaching and counseling, and and it was a grand experiment. I had friends that were in the business school, and they gave me some good advice. And at one point, he's like, you know, you can go do this now. Like, you've done the plan. I feel like it's not just an exercise. Now it's the jumping off point. It's going to work. It's going to work. You know, you've done your homework, (laughs) and it's going to work. And uh, so I looked around a little bit in Tallahassee, but I really wanted to be up in in Thomasville. There's no, what I say frequently. And Why Thomasville? There's no wandering place for mm-hmm. one in, mm-hmm. in Tallahassee um oh, that's a good way to put it there's mm-hmm. great places there's great places to get in your car and sure. go right but Thomasville had that place where I could experience have people experience that didn't know they wanted to go to a yarn shop they're walking by oh
1: I'll just pop in yeah, yeah. what is this, what is this? Gosh, you know yeah. That's, yeah. The, that's one thing that my sister and I just absolutely enjoy no matter where we travel what we do is is to wonder and walk in a shop that we're like, Oh, what is
0: this? Yeah. Just check it out. Right. You didn't know somebody did this. Yeah. That's interesting. And one
2: of my biggest pieces of inspiration was there's a shop in Alexandria, Virginia. I love I Alexandria. Just love, mm. which is like Thomasville, but blown up a little bit bigger. And, uh, Danielle, who owned, uh, owns fiber space. She said as much as she loves her shop, what she really loves is being part of her downtown community
0: yeah. somewhere sure and yeah. that is ex- and so that was that was the end and of don't the you think deal. people come here to walk around because there's more than one thing to see like oh you know, absolutely there's multiple restaurants multiple shops they're all you know high quality shops so they're all helping each other yeah 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 I uh, just i love being part of that but you moved to thomasville after we did you moved the shop right we did okay yeah. so
2: you started the shop here uh-huh. but you did yeah. not live here so you were
1: driving every day we were driving show.
2: past those goats every day every day <laughs>
1: Yeah. So when when was the store established? When
2: did you officially Uh, open? 2014. Okay. Summer 2014. Okay. And then we moved up here about 2015 and completely downsized and Mm. went from over you know 2,400 square feet in a garage packed to the gills, not with cars, (laughs) into a thousand square foot house, um, just four blocks from the store. So you guys really did make a huge change. It was it was traumatic. And, but yeah, I'm like was, was change. Was it was very to green, to yes. like
0: downsize and yeah. minimalize yeah. and all that. Mm. Yeah. Mm.
1: So yeah. when, from the time you went through all the planning and understanding of what it takes to start a business, launch a business to actually bringing it to fruition, what type of advice do you have from theory, theoretical yeah.
2: thinking mm-hmm. to reality and putting it into practice? Um, Talking to other people who were, who've were who already been there, yeah. who's already done that, you know. The, the practical advice that I got from the SBA was really great. But actually talking to and, and setting up appointments with them and being really respectful of their time and sending them the questions ahead of time and going mm-hmm. to see how that worked. And then I did that with businesses that I really admired that weren't yarn shops also. So you went and you tapped other businesses to see...
0: Yeah, what that's really smart. Fear. Yeah,
2: that really helped. What took, what it took.
0: So, yeah. how long have you been knitting, and how did you get into it? How did you learn? Oh, so, <laughs> so Mike and I met at Florida. Mm-hmm. We, um, and when
2: he gradu, when I graduated, we got married, and he uh, was working in equipment. He was an ag finance major, and he had a job with production credit. So we lived in Quitman. Well, I'm from South Florida, so I had to find a lot of things to do. So I went to grad school at Valdosta, but all my classes were at night. So for some reason, I got a wild idea that I wanted to knit and I wanted to learn how to play golf. Well, I can't play golf to save
0: <laughs> my life, but I've
2: been knitting ever since. And it turned into a yeah, business right, for you. Yeah. Even wow. Better. Yeah. That's so interesting. <laughs> so,
1: when, cause I got I,
2: somebody to teach me over in Valdosta, and I wish I could remember who that was. I was going to ask you, uh, how did you, so
1: you just decided one day you wanted to try to knit, but you had someone who introduced it to you, a
0: friend. Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah.
2: Yes. And you Someone guys do that, you do that, it. too. You teach oh, knitting lessons.
0: Yes. I think I'm your only knitting fail. No. <laughs> I took, we're not <laughs> done with you yet. <laughs> I took classes and failed, but my daughter loved it, and it became a job yeah. for her. So, it worked out. So, <laughs> I'm
1: curious about the business side of the fuzzy goat. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, the creative aspect is clearly there. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You're You seem like a creative planner, which is yeah, really speaking yeah, to, yeah. My, to my soul. I am a planner. Um, so, so how does the business work for the yarn shop? Because I'm sure, as most people would walk by, I'm like, how does... How's a yarn yeah. shop? How in does a South yarn Georgia, shop where it's hot. Right,
0: right, right. How are you selling that much yarn in South Georgia, where it's hot? That was yeah. the first thing I thought when I saw it. So, what years you all ago. don't know
2: is you don't know that many knitters. So, oh. if you know knitters, they all know each other? Well, it's not that. It's just, it's obsessive. It's oh. once you start, you can't stop. You can't stop. You, can, you are starting the next one before you've got finished. Oh, well, that long explains, before you finish the other that one. That
1: explains my mother. That I drives me
2: crazy. I tell
1: you how many, she's no longer she's passed, but yeah. I cannot tell you how many pieces of Unfinished.
0: half pieces. finished. Yeah. Yes. And we I gave always, one of them to Madeline. Yeah, she's going to finish gonna I it. I always yeah.
1: wonder, why is she not finishing these things? But now you can Because there's nothing
0: it. like the thrill of starting a new one. Okay.
1: <laughs> it's very exciting. So, so, so collectively, people from all over who are into the knitting world, will seek out
2: specialty yarn shops. I expected the summer to be really slow. Mm-hmm. It's unbearably hot mm-hmm. and all. But what happened was people who are traveling will come off of I-75 and drive over here to go, because we seek out yarn shops. And then we kind of specialize in um, southern yarn dyers.
0: Oh, okay. There are a
2: lot of southern dyers, a lot of dyers in the south though we claim all the way up to Maryland so we can get a wider group. (laughs) So we specialize in those, and and people who dye yarn can make the most beautiful dyes and colors, and you will go out of your way to go and find that. And I'm having a hard time remembering what it was like before we had the online presence, because now Mm. that's just such a big part of it. But even then... uh, More than half my customers do come from Tallahassee and they don't, they love to come up here just like I did. Right. And I, one of the things I love doing is being an ambassador. I've always got those visitor guides right there and we always ask them, where are you going to eat? And, All of that. Right. And recommend yeah. where to eat. Oh, absolutely. To me, that's
0: a sense of community, too, that all these shops are helping each other. Exactly. exactly. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I
2: have no competition. That's right. So it's easy for me to sure. be recommend recommend everything. open
0: and sure. like, you
2: know, where are you going to eat? You know, make sure you go to the bookstore. And yeah. I just love Firefly. And yeah. It's I'll a lot it. of fun. And, and, and I want the non-knitter that's come with the knitter to love Thomasville, too. So they'll come back right that's right yeah that's a really really good point
0: yeah you
1: have a variety of targets that walk into your store so Um, how
0: far away do you think what's the furthest that somebody has come or do you know (laughs) just saturday we had a woman fly from indiana
2: what to come to the store I'm still flabbergasted. Well, yeah, this is <laughs> an obsession. She <laughs> flew from Indiana. She flew from Indiana, and her friend is flying
0: next week to mm-hmm. come to the store. That's incredible. So, wow. Okay, I was not expecting and that And with answer. our and
2: with our subscription boxes that we've been doing, we've now sent one to every state. That's so awesome. That just
0: is incredible. Really, yeah.
2: and in the subscription boxes, we always put a little piece of Thomasville in it too. We'll get. Chocolates from sweet cacao go in there. Uh, We've had Empire Uh make um, scones for us. We've put in blackberry patch jam.
0: So, little bitty tidbits of so Tomasville. we have people
2: like the one from Indiana want to know well what are the hours for sweet cacao and when can I go they want to go to those places that yeah. were that were in
0: their box you're just you're it, doing as much as the tourism center I, that, here I, <laughs> <laughs> y'all are both working so hard to promote it's such a such a strong wow. network yeah. I
1: want to know what business so you said you're having a hard time remembering what it was like prior to really mm-hmm. online sales yeah did you see a tremendous increase? Did it take you time? So, like, when if we have listeners that are thinking about opening a unique business or thinking about taking their business from, believe it or not, some aren't online to yeah. online. What kind
0: of advice would you have there? How did you make that yeah. transition too? Yeah.
2: So I had I had a lot of help. I mean, I've had a lot of help all in all aspects of it, but particularly. Uh, so before we had a strong, we we always had a website, but it didn't have a lot of our things online. I couldn't figure out how to do two inventories and all of that. But then once we shut down in 2020, Mm. then I needed to put everything. So that was really the push. That was really the push. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. To do that, so that's the so, silver
1: lining in COVID for, yeah. for the fuzzy goat.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely, that's interesting. Yeah. And yeah. once you
1: pushed it out online, have you like how much of an impact have you seen with online shoppers versus
2: it's still more than our foot traffic right so now? So, more yeah. online yeah. shoppers
0: than foot traffic. Saturday
2: now. was the first time that we'd had a Saturday that 75% was in the store. Wow. For the first time. Um, Since COVID. Since oh, COVID. Just yeah. a busy day. Yeah. It was a beautiful day. We had classes. Out. Our classes are back. So we had a lot of activity. So we had yeah. 75% in the store. And usually it's been maybe 60 um, online, 40 in the store.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So share with the listeners what the classes look like. So we have classes, which is a big part of a maker store yeah. like ours because you want people to know what to do with the stuff. Sure. Um, and Especially
1: new people like myself. Absolutely. If, yeah, if
2: you're interested. Like, what do I do with this? So we have brand new, learn to knit, learn to crochet classes. And we like to say to them on the, when they're on their way out, if we don't make you feel like you can't
0: come and ask us for help. Five times in the next hour, then we didn't do our job. And they do that. Like I said, I was the absolute worst, and they were so kind to me and so nice. And I bet I went back 50 times. Well, I I, I don't know. Our listeners may not know this,
1: but (laughs) Shelly and I know this about each other that she is just absolutely not domesticated whatsoever. (laughs) So when she shared with me that she was going to go to the Fuzzy Goat and try knitting. It took
0: all I had in me to not
1: laugh, laugh because I thought. I really did. No, it. That's a funny picture. No, I really did
0: it for Madeline. I knew she would take to it, and I think you would take to it also, Andrew. okay oh, because I'm, y'all are both creative. It's all my and to do. It is all my to do list. Well, my mom all... said I was angry knitting. Mm mm mm, like just stabbing it. So maybe I need to come back. Yeah, for something wrong with another that. Refresher. Because, because have you th- have anybody else who's come back for a second oh, time? Oh yes, <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> maybe I would do better the second so time. So I have okay. another. I have another good question. Okay. Do you have
1: men who need? Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. We a had, lot of men. Like, what's that community look like? Because um, you just think women, uh, you know. Exactly. Initially. And you think
2: women of a certain age. Yes. Most sure. of the dyers and the pattern designers are women in their 30s, just completely tattooed up. I mean, it is a, it is a growing, That's young awesome. business. Yeah. It's not what you It's an, it's an you
1: art think. form, and you're really, I guess, utilizing what... You know, what's cre- what's natural
0: on this yeah.
1: earth yeah. naturally to create things. When well, we we'll watch your historic
0: sh- shows, we see how they've got a knitted shawl on and how mm-hmm. important that was back then. And I was like, oh, wow, I would have froze to death, or somebody would have <laughs> had to knit for me. You know, <laughs> you're making fabric out of somebody else's art. That's awesome. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. yeah. And so, like neat.
2: men, something we often say about the men is the fishermen sweaters you think of with all the cables and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, those were usually knit by the fishermen. Wow. And so yeah. they each had their own design. They'd fix the nets, and they would then work on their sweaters.
1: I mean, when you really take it back to a historical perspective, I guess there's a lot more that we just haven't really considered
2: because we didn't live in that era. So, yeah, yeah but they had to know. do it.
0: Had to do it back then. And then knitting,
2: also one of the things I like to say a lot is it releases the same endorphins as the in the brain as meditation. Oh. So if you can't sit still and meditate, knitting is great. And it's not that we're more patient. You take our knitting away from us, and you will see a bunch of impatient people. <laughs> but our knitting makes us patient. Oh, then I do need something. to try this again. We're, we're, <laughs> we're doing something. So you're making me, maybe yeah. I'm thinking
1: that's what we should bring into this. Yeah, the, it's to, like to maybe chamber. stress relief.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Interesting.
1: So what's your most favorite um,
2: piece that you've knitted to date? Oh, that's a hard one. I knew I could come up with a hard question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, There's a technique called brioche, okay. which is not a food, and it mm-hmm. is using two colors at the same time. And I just it's like drawing with with yarn. It's super fun. You kind of have to focus, but it's very satisfying. And how long does it take the average
1: knitter to knit a scarf, start to finish?
2: Oh, we get this question. It depends a lot. on the knitter. It doesn't really it? does. Yeah. yeah,
0: it could take. And hard how? To say. And how
2: fat the yarn is and how so you could sit down and knit a scarf in two evenings with really
0: big yarn and big needles
1: because you have a lot more to go but, but if you mean, it's, it's not yeah, like it an take intricate,
0: intricate pattern then it's going to take longer yeah. or maybe you put it down for a while and come yeah back. and you yeah. usually ought to
2: have at least two things going so that you've got something we call social knitting you can like normally i if it was making noise for the recording i'd be knitting here <laughs> and so there's social knitting and then there's the kind like oh i want to conquer this Interesting. Ah. So if you get,
0: and also when you get stuck, you uh-huh. can go back to your social knitting. So you're not without your knitting just cause you're stuck. Right. So, and I hate to bring up my daughter so yeah. many times, but at Christmas she was sitting there knitting when we were around yeah. the big yeah. family and somebody came up to her and said, are they making you make your own clothes now? <laughs> She's like, no, I enjoy this. this. Yeah. Is stress relief. Yeah. So when you say, it's I've great learned when, a lot. It's great I've when you're visiting lot. other people too, uh-huh. you know. Especially, especially
2: for
1: those who are, yeah, it does. It gives you, it, it takes away the anxiety for yeah. some folks, I can imagine. Yeah, and if
0: you're an introvert, then you can sit there and kind of focus on that and We're not think about We're looking at your
2: phone is rude or reading would be rude, but knitting. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, we, we can have, do that we, in any setting. Yeah, so people, people tell airport, us they do
2: it in choir, they knit. In church, yeah.
1: at airports. Yeah, Yeah. My, my mom did it all the time. And you've got something to show for
2: it yeah. at the other end. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: So when you said earlier, like, if you get stuck, then you could move on to your social knitting. Yeah. What 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 are some reasons for getting stuck on knitting? Just curious from the creative So that side. that
2: one that I was telling you about, the brioche. Mm. So maybe my the stitch gets, I drop it or I... I wasn't paying attention up, and yeah. it gets messed up. I went into it in the wrong direction or I, um, there's certain ways to do the stitch and I didn't follow the pattern that so way. So kind of take a break. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come back to Get it. better light. Wait till the next day. Like you said,
0: let's step away from that for a minute. Yeah. And go back. Yeah. 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 yeah and we help a
2: lot. That. We see a lot of that. People bring it in and go i'm
0: stuck i'm stuck yeah i do what did i do wrong yeah yeah we help them get out of it. so i want to ask you again about like going back to the business side what do Mm -hmm. you think um was your biggest challenge since you've opened the business what would you say to somebody that um was opening a business and maybe what they could and i know every business is different what to expect but what's been your biggest challenge you think <laughs> I was
2: prepared for like what was my you know well what was biggest just, aha moment oh well we'll ask that too I like then. to think that we'll ask that. that
0: too I but would just say like looking from the outside you see, I told you this yesterday yeah. you seem like a great multitasker like does that come natural to you or it does is that a challenge when you no went I into am business? a big multitasker
2: I honestly think I think our my biggest challenge when when I made this decision we were kind of counting on Mike working longer and so it was Uh, there's a little bit more of a safety net yes then happened. Yes. And so that was, that was probably the biggest challenge of like, so unforeseen, unforeseen yeah. outside, you know, what okay, about COVID? Now did that what?
0: present like a whole new? Well, it rhythm, did. It and I was trying, business. I was
2: trying to think of something that not everybody would tell you, right? I mean, yeah. who would say that yep, COVID yep. wasn't? Well, it was huge, for everybody, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: So what's your aha moment then? If you were ready okay. for that one, <laughs> I was, cause I,
2: I was, I'm just still grateful for it. So we have, um, like any uh, retail business, we have rep, reps, yarn, in our case, it's yarn reps and they would come mm-hmm. and they'd show you the yarns that you might want to have and that sort of thing. And I remember this woman saying this, um, this learning experience, this conference, this yarn conference was happening in Atlanta this year and you should take the thousand dollars that you're going to spend on not yarn, don't give it to me, you need to go to that instead. And I was like, hmm. well, that's a lot of money. She's like, but it's close. You can go this time because it's close and you need to go. And it changed everything for me. Why did doing it change that. everything And I for still you? am so grateful for her that saying was pretty, that. Um, so instead
1: of her taking the sale, she yeah. wanted to see, yeah, see she you. She said,
2: you will succeed better and you'll be here longer for me to keep coming back if you do that this. That was very smart and wise of so her. And thank her every time I see her. Um, so, what did you learn so, what from happened when I went there is I learned lots of different pieces about the business that was different than what I would learn at the small business Development center, but I also met um, a group of people that are in a mastermind together. so mm-hmm. that is my biggest aha and my sense of um, success in the business is I found a retail coach who helps me figure out like this is how much you should spend on. Salaries and rent, and helps me with my open to buy. Because while there may be
1: formulas, at the end of the day, the formulas apply differently to different businesses, depending on your target market, depending on your location. And so that's one of the biggest challenges I'd say we hear from businesses how do I know how to price certain things? um, And going in and actually having somebody who can help coach you on that, I can imagine would be an incredible asset.
0: Um, and the fact that you were out the there difference. just whipping in the wind trying to do this on your own, yeah. you which I was for take... the first year and a half, oh. but then but you were willing to take, yeah, help yeah. and advice. Yeah, some people they're just almost too independent. And won't well, ask for I'm what that she help. calls coachable. You know, like you got to be <laughs> <you> got <laughs> to be coachable, coachable,
2: or you're just going to waste your money going, <laughs> You know, and
0: you know all you're going to do is headbutt. You know, so you can't, can't no pretend point. that you know everything. You got to be right. able to learn and grow, and that's that's good advice. And so was this
1: opportunity available for primarily your sector or was it open to
2: anybody like well if that particular event that I went to was for yarn okay um, but in reality the group of people that are in our mastermind and that we work with and so we meet on the phone and we meet in person for the first time next week for the first time in like three years oh wow um but they are all over so they're all over the country and maybe a third of them are yarn shops but the others might be uh gift stores or clothing stores and things like that so we share ideas and Mm -hmm. like you know this is what works in my easter promotion and my customers really love this and this is how you handle the charitable contributions that work really well for me that reminds
1: me a lot of a chamber network mm -hmm. so chambers you know i mean we exist we've existed since before the declaration of independence which is Incredible when you really think about that, but I mean we're a huge network and literally I think I have a group of 10,000 chamber professionals that we connect with and sometimes it can be information overload But it's certainly helpful because we have a better understanding of what works in other communities and what has what hasn't and all sorts of things So yeah, it's nice to have that circle um, To you know to bounce ideas off of learn. I mean, I'm constantly telling Shelly the older I get the less. I know yeah
2: yeah. And there'll be times, like, I'll go through a few months where it's like, I just, I have no room for a new idea. I just need to focus on the ideas And I have. then
0: you yes. go through yes. another period where yeah. you're, you're ready. Yeah. 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 I think you're the only yarn shop for quite a while. And I just what she said, you know, we're the only development authority in chamber in all of Thomas County. So we rely on people in our network, other economic developers, other chamber execs, to know them personally and get their advice and vent and bounce stuff off of each other always helps me always helps me and i've got some mentors in the business that you know um definitely definitely been a big help so i think that's good advice to always be willing to take help and ask questions i couldn't imagine have a mentor i couldn't
1: imagine going solo or any entrepreneur or business owner manufacturer educator you know i mean you know the world's almost not worth living in if you have to do it by yourself yeah
2: and I and I get a lot of that locally too. You know, like I mentioned, yeah. Rhonda at Liam's has been a great mentor, and Annie at the bookstore and I, yeah. you know, would meet regularly and just kind of. Well, you guys ideas are an asset stuff like that. to the
1: community. Uh-huh. I mean, it's oh, it's it's, a, it's helpful when we have new businesses or um, new entrepreneurs that are looking to start. And to know that we have the ability to connect them with people who've already walked the walk and they've been there and they're willing to share, you know, their ups and downs. And, hey, if you can learn from me, don't
0: do this, but do this, you know. Right. So I think one of the reasons you've been so successful is just what you're talking about, helping each other, being kind to the other merchants. I've seen how you treat your customers, your employees. I, I think that's why you've been so successful. Oh, I really do. I really do. I'm impressed. <laughs>
1: well, I think we are getting close to wrapping up um, today's episode. What advice do you have for the listeners when it comes to retail? Because that is a very tough sector to be in.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I think one of my favorite pieces in the store is my big service sign is service. It kind of goes to what you were saying there. Yeah. Um, when I build the timesheet for the, for the week, it's not called selling they're in their service role so it's about it's about service as as would be the best thing for retail and then the other advice i'd have is just like cultivate your community you know as as many rings as that is it's the people that are next to you it's the customers but it's also who's doing what you're doing whether it's next door or across the country right so that you can have a community
1: cultivate your
2: circles yeah Yeah. that's a good
1: one and service yeah and service cultivating and service well cadence it's been a pleasure connecting with you i feel like we could continue talking but i know that we're running out of time and um for the listeners if they've never been to your store can you tell them exactly how to get there
2: we are on west jackson next to empire bagel 223 west jackson and we back up to the amphitheater okay fantastic well guys um stay tuned and thanks
1: again cadence for joining us thank you